0: Power Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. So my friend Cathwee, who's an 83 kilo in the Canadian Nationals, Literally just yesterday was battling, got a bronze. Chances are low he's going to go to worlds this year. Very difficult. He did the very first 2019 um, worlds. He made the team, he got a bronze at nationals, still made the team regardless, and was at worlds. And he's been at every world since. So it's the first time in years. And um, it's tough because, like, he's used to seeing everybody at worlds and they're used to seeing him. And, uh, it's tough, man. You, they, you know, you talk to athletes and like, I know it's cliche cause I say this all the time, but like when you go like in terms of like advice, fucking take it in because nothing is for, can't take anything for granted. It's always special. Like every moment is just a fucking excuse to hang out and like, just take it in and, and you know what I mean? Like the, there's a competition, but there's also, when you look back, those fucking memories you're going to have. Um, if I could tell anybody, cause Damn. Anyway.
1: Well, the only good memory I had from South Africa was Rory checking my equipment.
0: Why did you uh-huh. check her? Equi- were you, or oh, were you the equipment? I was, checker? I was just
2: refereeing. I was, I was TC for that session.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Did South, you didn't like South Africa? Well, I was there for a day.
1: It was. <laughs> like a- anything. I had everything I had planned. Cause I wanted to go on safaris. I wanted to zip line, but. That was all planned for before the competition, so I had to cancel everything, and then I had to leave directly after because of World Games that I was going to compete in.
0: Oh, frig, yeah, well, World. I could games. have packed
1: a backpack and been a okay, oh, but.
0: <laughs> and you had a crazy. You were updating your story. Flight changes. A lot of people did. I. I missed one of my sessions commentating because freaking. What is was happening was in in the world that everyone was missing their flights and delayed?
1: Um, staff like air traffic. Uh, this all the things that they told me were you're only allowed to fly for a certain amount of hours, and because they didn't have enough people, some people were going over their times, which obviously is a little bit dangerous. You don't want to, you know, have a pilot that's been flying for two days straight. Mm. Um, so they, you know, they would say it's weather but the skies would be clear. Um, So it was just all like time constraints and short on staff. And, you know, with Newark, New Jersey and uh, JFK, they were very congested because they didn't have people to put these uh, flights to their gates. So I sat on the runway for two and a half hours the first day watching my plane leave (laughs) to, to Johannesburg.
0: Right. Well, that's cool. Rory, did you face that as well coming from your end?
2: I I didn't end up getting directly impacted, but all of the airports that I went through were absolute chaos. It was because it was like sort of just coming out of the worst part of COVID. And like, they'd laid a lot of airport staff off and they'd laid, laid a lot of like airline staff off. And so, and then rehiring and retraining those people takes a lot of time. And so like my flights ended up being okay. But like every time you went through an airport, there was still things that were closed and lines that were much longer than they should have been. And people waiting for luggage that was like late or sometimes never showed up at all or, you know, showed up several days later. Um, so it was all, it's all very chaotic.
0: I I remember, because um, I think maybe it's, I don't know how bad it was for Europeans, but in North America, there's a couple, in, I can't remember everybody's, I think Lugo got a little, caught up in it as well if i'm not mistaken i'm trying to remember everybody's stories but i remember i went to the airport and it got delayed 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 and then to the point where um then it got canceled finally like way late so this is friday and then i'm on i'm trying to like book another flight and they're like it's gonna be i don't know like two days later and i'm like my friends i have to be on eurosport like fucking like if I don't show up like this is a I'm fucking in big trouble like they they, they're like this has to happen they're like all right there's another flight somebody I was talking to through the app was like it's going to be five thousand extra dollars and I'm like how the fuck is that five thousand extra dollars and then I called someone else and they're like no and so I'm like man what the fuck is going on and they're like all right here's the deal if you come back the next morning um we'll get you a flight but it's like three hours from now so are you sure you want it i'm like i don't have a choice i can't I, I have to be there and then um eventually i ended up getting to south africa but it was all like mangled and it was slightly late and they were like just don't worry about the first session and i'm like fuck what is like i hopefully this wasn't bad bad like when they're telling like Eurosport, like but it ended up not being bad, bad. Like I, everything's got smoothed over, you know, the IPF media team, they have like other, we have other people there, but you know, the anxiety, like, fuck, what does this mean? Does this, am I fucked? Like, did I burn a bridge? Like, I swear to God, like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Who do I eat? But, who do I talk to? You're good. Relax. But you're like, you'd sweat it. Cause you don't know if someone's saying, don't worry, we'll cover you. Or if they're in the background, like, fuck
1: on the fourth day that I you know was stuck in airports they they called me up and this was like I knew at this point I'd be getting there kind of a day before I competed and they had overbooked that flight by 30 people because they didn't expect so many cancellations and stuff um and they called my name up to the desk and I remember Marisa and Chad Wesley Smith were looking at me like are they gonna ask Heather to get out this flight? Because they said, like, is anybody flexible? I'm like, you know who's not flexible anymore? Me. <laughs> like maybe five days ago I was flexible, but not anymore. Like, I need to get here. Um, and there was also this big church group of like, I I have to say, probably like 45 people. They could have easily gotten off that flight, right? And saved everybody this slew of trouble, but no, they they stayed. They stayed tight on making sure that they did not get off that flight. And it was so annoying. Um, But yeah, that was even delayed by about three hours. So when we got to Johannesburg, I guess I just was not aware that that drive to our hotels was about two and a half hours.
0: Could be more. And I was really
1: about to ruin everybody's night because my auto... (laughs) (laughs) my autoimmune kicked in and I could feel my body starting to overheat. And I was like, how do I tell somebody that I'm about to throw up everywhere? Um, but I was like, just trying to hold it in. I didn't want nobody talking to me. Like even if a light was shining, it would make that nausea get significantly worse. And that's when Jonathan Garcia pulled out his Google maps or whatever. And it showed that we were about at that point, two hours away. And I was like, no way we didn't even i didn't even get to my room to like three o'clock in the morning holy fuck so knowing i had to like, the, the day, the like night before? i'm sorry
0: the night before you lift
1: three in the morning yeah so like yeah
0: and you lifted in the afternoon or morning i can't remember you were the morning session <laughs> oh, that shit <laughs>
1: I remember I went to Nando's and I saw Mike and them and I was like, I try to make a joke. He said, Heather, aren't you supposed to be like lost in an airport somewhere? I was like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like surprise." I think everybody was more surprised that I even made it because there was one point when I was stuck in Atlanta, when they were trying to get people off that flight though, they were giving out cash vouchers and it, I said, if it gets to three K,
0: well,
1: fuck. I might just have to be like,
0: <laughs> I'm a professional powerlifter now.
1: <laughs> I might just have to go because I feel like something is telling me you don't need to be here. Now, when I did wake I got there at like three in the morning. So I remember I started the bath because my legs were so swollen. I knew I needed to soak them. But I had gotten so sick once I got to my room. um, I had to get a charger from Chance Mitchell because the one I had was the wrong one, I guess. And, um, it was, it was actually to charge like a cooling pack for my medicine. Um, so I was getting that all fixated, then forgot, like I turned off the bath water and just fell asleep. Didn't even get in the bath. So my legs were still swollen the day of the competition. So putting on my knee sleeves, I was like, why is it so hard to put these on today? And my legs just ended up falling asleep. So that was, you know,
0: (laughs) it's the, because of, because the knee sleeves are so tight on your legs
1: yeah yeah they i guess because what the only thing i thought about during the flight there was sleeping because i hadn't been getting sleep so i slept the whole flight from atlanta to Johannesburg. didn't get up to move around nothing like that um especially when i woke up on the flight and there was an inflatable frog on my chair because the this church guy who's really good at inflatable animals decided to put that on my chair and said that I looked like I needed it. Jesus! Obviously that was a tracking device. So I popped it immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you like, I don't know if I dreamed that or if that was real.
1: Everything was a paper dream while I was in South Africa.
0: <laughs> I, um, I couldn't, I'm it's, it's very difficult for me to sleep on planes. So I just like roll up, like fucking not having slept if it's too far away. It's tough. Sometimes I could sleep if I take like a. I took travel. melatonin See, melatonin's good, but it's not, it won't put me out out. It'll get me chill. Yeah. But it's, if you're, I don't know, that's tough. How about you, Rory? You got really bad flights.
2: Uh uh, south africa was actually one of the better better ones for us i think it was a, a mere 24 hours of travel time um i was traveling with one of our athletes who it was one of his like first big trips and so we were sort of like i sort of escorted him there and that was that was all okay we showed up like relatively on time the two and a half hour drive turned into a three and a half hour drive we got pulled over by the army or something at some point okay. other than that it was fine um turkey though um when i showed up in the uh, Right, uh, six bag, you probably remember this as well. Showed up at the hotel, and I'm like, Hey, I've got a uh booking for like the next 11 nights. And they're like, Yep, we see your booking. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, uh, we don't have a room for you. I'm like, What? <laughs> they're like, yeah, 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 we see your booking, but we don't have a room for you. And I'm like, Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, and they're like, Well, there's another hotel down the road, we'll call you a taxi, and you can go and check into that hotel instead. And I was like, Uh, <sighs> fucking, okay, whatever. Um, get in the taxi. Um, taxi didn't charge me. I think they built the hotel for it. So that was okay. Um, get down to this hotel. And the hotel wasn't, how do I say this? Finished? Like the building, the building was complete, but like okay. none of the other stuff that you expect to be in a hotel was there. So like there was a reception desk and there was a guy sitting at it, but he was just like fiddling on his phone. There was no computer. There was no books. There was no phone. There was no like pamphlets for local activities. Like it was literally just a desk. And like a lot of the furniture was still in like plastic wrap and stuff. And so I go up to this guy who's just like fiddling on his phone. And I'm like, they sent me from the other hotel to check in here. And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) I can't check you in because we don't have a computer system. But what I can do is I can send you back to the other hotel. You can check in and pay there and then come back here to check in. And I was like...
0: I would have lost
2: yourself. my pool. <laughs> Yeah, or Fucking it wouldn't be funny if the guy goes,
0: bloop, 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 bloop. there. You're checked in. Get in your room. It's <laughs> like, so, and
2: uh, I'd spent like two hours at the previous hotel already, right? Like that. That whole process took a really long time. So I went back to that hotel. That made me pay again. So I paid like another eight hundred euros on top of what, what I already paid to check into this other hotel. Took the taxi back to the other hotel. Um, but, like,
0: <laughs> why did you have to finally- <laughs> But
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and they like oh. hand wrote me a receipt and I was like, okay, like I'll just take the receipt to my travel insurance and be like, okay, give me the money for this. And then they obviously they wouldn't accept the handwritten receipt, which I probably should have expected. But at this point it had been like four hours and I was just like dozing off on the couch while I was waiting for them to sort the shit out. Um, anyway, the hotel room that I ended up in was really nice. It was absolutely gorgeous, like absolute luxury. It was just like in a hotel that wasn't ready for guests.
0: at least it's fucking completed when you said it wasn't ready i was like was there no ceiling it was like well this is
2: Different. You know, you know when you're putting like uh, a a bath or a shower in, and you, you you put the glass in, and they leave like that plastic wrap on it, and they often draw on the plastic wrap so you can yeah. see that there's glass there, and they like make notes on it and stuff. I'm like all of that was still on the uh, so, on yeah. the. It's
0: um, like you shouldn't be there. You're there, be like, like I shouldn't be here. Like I'm here. It
2: felt day. like it had two more months of work before it was like ready for guests. You know, like like yeah. it felt like they just needed to go through and you know finish taking off all the wrappers, like set up the TV so that the TV actually worked um you know like just like the finishing stuff um but they hadn't done it yet
1: well at least you didn't have a monkey break into your room oh no i
2: did i did in south africa yeah i did i had to fight a monkey with a with a cushion
1: i have like a really dark sense of humor and you know obviously while i was there like i was just i was done like i just wanted everything to end at this point and um i was like i he was taking me to the venue and I was just trying to have a conversation. The guy was like, I was like, oh, look, a monkey. And he's like, that's a baboon. I was like, okay. <laughs> and he said, don't, don't touch them. Don't try to be friendly with them because they can attack you. I was like, my guy, I have not been that lucky this whole trip. If a monkey attacks me, it's okay.
0: <laughs> you're like, fuck it. I'm ready to die. This yeah. monkey.
1: At that point, like I would have just, it would
0: have been okay. And you're like, and this monkey better be ready to die too, because we're we're gonna scrap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like like, like, like the elder hands of the monkey, they were big. Some
0: okay. of them were enormous. Listen, uh, a baboon is, sorry, baboon was it? Yeah, okay. A baboon. So people those little monkeys that people are taking pictures of, like spider monkey style, I'm sure they're like strong, but a fucking baboon. Can literally tear your arms off. They are ungodly strong. It is ridiculous what a baboon is capable of doing. If it ever like there, there's videos. Of some people, crazy people, would have baboons and try to domesticate them. And the baboon turned on this lady. So this this one lady had a baboon. Her friend kept coming over, and the baboon you have to medicate them to keep them domesticated. And eventually, the baboon got jealous of this lady that kept coming over. So she, the fucking baboon turns on the lady. And you hear the 911 call in the 911 call. You hear this old lady who owned the baboon say, you got to come over and shoot this thing. It is eating her face. It pulled off her fingers. It's pulling her flesh off. The lady survived, has no fucking face. Like it, her it literally just started pulling. They're, they're crazy. You don't ever want to fight this thing. So to be at this resort and have baboons rolling around, you're like, and they're like, yeah, just fucking lead these boys they alone. Were because,
1: the, they yeah. were at the windows and the doors where we were warming up. And I'm sitting here trying to get a picture of it. And Mike's yelling at me to warm up. I'm like, bro, let me live my life. Let me experience one good thing in South Africa. Let me get this freaking picture. And then I had Delaney actually get all the photos for me. Um, so such he a great was, guy.
0: He was the baboon was at the window looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was like, he What's probably going saw on somebody here?
1: his size and he was like, that's her.
0: You yeah, looked, looked over after your, after your, like when deadlift or something, the baboon's like, Yeah. He's like cheering you. That's the one I'm rooting for. The baboon had favorites. He's got an American flag and shit. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, uh, I didn't see like the spider monkeys or baboons until way late, but I seen all the videos. Like, obviously, they ran up in Gavin's room and fucking took all this pre workout. There's some spider monkeys rolling around. High as shit on pre. I mean, all of his pre-workout. No, that monkey. also took. <laughs>
2: they also took all of his melatonin, right? So yeah. I've got like a really funny mental image of a spider monkey like sitting in a tree, just like dozing off. A couple of hours later, just like falling out of a tree.
1: Yeah. No, that monkey's for real, Dad.
2: Like there's no way. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. he's gone.
0: <laughs> he had a fucking weekend, though.
2: He, he was friend. really dangerous for about twenty-five minutes, and then he's gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: God bless him.
2: Um, I did, I,
1: I did really enjoy the way back to the airport. Um, the next day after I competed, of course, um, like I, it was just me and this guy's name was gift. He was my driver and we stopped at the gas station because he needed some water and they were bringing in the super heavyweights and the super heavyweight saw me in the back of this car. And I looked at them looking at me and I was like, help. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, we just left. So like, I remember something <laughs> looking at me like, what is happening? Is she getting
0: kidnapped? Why, yeah. why did you do that? Why they are going to kill this guy if, if they didn't know yeah. no better?
1: But he and I was like messaging the group chat because we had a team chat. And I was like, you know, you guys, if y'all are able to ask people questions, you probably should. I knew why there was huge speed bumps. Apparently the community wanted speed bumps and the government wouldn't do it for them. So they made them themselves. Oh. So some were very, very high. Um, yeah. I asked a lot of questions. Oh. I'm pretty much like a local.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a, uh, the, the cool thing about South Africa. Um, I know you didn't get, you didn't get to stick around Heather, Roar, you around quite a bit is the hotel and then the mall. On the other side of it. And um I went hotels. to the mall. Did you it was nice, right?
1: I did. I, I went and got my nephews a few gifts and then realized like kids' shirts also fit me. So <laughs> I got me a shirt too. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. So um talking about PA Nats. I said you had a hurt hip and you do not have a hurt hip.
2: Can I you
1: believe that, Rory? Do you know how many the- DMs I got? You're
2: saying Ryan said something without fact-checking it? Yeah. That doesn't (laughs) sound like (laughs) like a six-pack I know.
0: I talked to Heather, and you're right, I should have just DM'd you because I talk to you fairly regularly. We have talked on the phone before, and I fucking, I was wrong. So anyone listening, I'm going to put this out obviously before PA Nats. So everyone who heard it, Heather's Well, I'll let you say it. How are things? You the update, like for really real, from you.
1: Well, you know, after that was brought to my attention that my hip was hurt, I actually went and hurt it just so it was real. Don't say Um, that. (laughs) Don't
0: say that. Don't put that on me. You know what? I'll show him. (laughs) You want (laughs) to hurt it?
1: No. It's kind of like one of those things to where. Uh, because of my scoliosis, like my hips are always wonky and that's typically why, um, I tempo squat and people are like, Oh, everything she does is a tempo. Like, no, that's just how I squat because it's so easy for my hips to shift. And if I'm not in control over it, it will do a major shift. And that's when it gets a little bit irritated, um, because it's shifted to the left side already. Um, that just comes with that double curve, but no, it's fine. Like irritated, (laughs) but not injured.
0: Irritated, but not injured is a massive difference.
1: Yeah, it's a massive difference. Um, I do have also massage therapists and a physical therapist, like on site at my gym. So if the second, like something does arise, they're there to help me immediately. In your
0: adaptation to the new bench rules, how's everything flying for you?
1: I just make jokes about it it doesn't affect me that's that's my coping thing like well so I think because and this might be weird because usually a topic doesn't like concern me I'll just leave it alone but I think because the rules just are weird to me they're very hit or miss they're very inconsistent depending on the competition I don't like that (laughs) so that bothers me which makes me get involved Um, Of course, the IPF did post a video from Sophia, where she did a good job trying to explain it. But then directly before that, at, I want to say it was a Danish competition, a guy bombed out and he was well within the rules based off the guidelines that they had already presented. Um, So that was kind of conflicting. It was kind of contradicting each other. And then the next competition. I don't remember what was after that. Maybe PA uh bench nationals. Um some people were high. Right. Mm. And they, I mean they were given red lights, but if it really depends on the judge. And I wouldn't I would hate for somebody to go into nationals, you know, not get called on stuff and then go to worlds and wonder why they bum out. Like there needs to be some consistency with judging. And I know it's hard, but the rules are also, I don't care what nobody says. The rules are also not cut and dry. They need, they need to be very more detailed to where nobody can ask a question.
2: Yeah, so- the, the, the tricky bit about this particular rule is that the top of the shoulder joint, which is the, term, the phrasing that they use in the rules, is not a well-defined landmark like the other landmarks that we have for, for things like this and the rules are the top surface of the leg at the knee. And like everyone can agree what the top surface of the leg at the knee is, right? Like that's that's very straightforward. The top of the shoulder when you're lying down is actually not a well-defined thing. And in particular, if you're wearing clothing that is of a solid color, like if I was wearing this shirt, looking at my shoulder from this direction, this is just like one black mass, right? And being able to pick out of that, what is the top, is, is actually really difficult. And five people could look at it and see five different versions of the top.
0: In,
1: yeah, like they don't know. Is this the top or the, like they, what is
2: this? What the, is, is this the top? Is, like, is, is it the top right. when I'm standing up? Is it the top yeah. when I'm lying down? Is it the top of the, like why is it the top of the joint and not just the top of the shoulder? Um,
0: like Rory, for anyone listening, Rory is a international ref, um obviously refed at the world championships and will ref ref at this world's brewery? Uh, i expect so yes yeah so having said that you will be one of these people applying this rule so what are are you confident in what you know and, and your expectations that'll be upon you or how do you feel about this
2: not super confident Um, I am trying to get more confident with it. I'm trying to watch a lot of bench presses from the front referee angle and try and determine what I think would be depth or not and sort of compare that to how it has been refereed in other meets and make sure that I'm being consistent with the way that it's being applied in other places. But like Heather alluded to, it's not really been that consistent so far. Um, Like I think it was, was it PA bench Nats? The interpretation seemed relatively, uh, uh, relatively loose, which is actually how I had in- initially interpreted the rule um, when it was first introduced. Um- there was another meet at around the same time. I don't know if, I don't think it was the Danish meet that, that Heather made a mention, but there was another meet at around the same time that I also watched. And it was much, much stricter. It was a much stricter interpretation and a whole (laughs) bunch of people bombed. It was like 30% of people bombed or something. And when the rule, and when the rule was initially introduced, they said, it's only going to affect 5% of lifters. So that made me think that that wasn't the intended interpretation because clearly it wasn't only affecting 5% of people. Um, So based on that, I think the interpretation that was used at PA NATs is probably the interpretation that was originally intended. But what I would really like is for the rules to be written in such a way that I don't have to look at these two different meets and be like, "Well, based on what is written and also what was implied in other sources, right?" Like I should be able to look at it just the rules and understand what is what is going on instead of having to look at the rules and some Instagram videos and Sophia Alice's story and you know whatever else is going on.
1: Well, and that's the thing because I do feel like PA. Nationals, um, they were very loose with it. And then you do see these other referees in European countries being a lot more strict. And it's, it's common knowledge that over there, it, the judging is way more strict than it is in the US. Um, but that's not, that's exactly what I don't want for somebody from the US. I don't want them to have these loose rules to where they pass and then they get over to an international competition and wonder why they're bombing out. Like we have to have some kind of standard over here as well, or we're just going to find ourselves in some tricky situations when we get somewhere else. And that could be the determination between a world title and not for some people. So I don't want to see anybody be put in a situation to where that can be stripped from them.
0: What is, um, cause that's a good point that you're right. So uh, I know Gaston or I'm pretty sure Gaston's coming. So I think, Two PA Nats. So is he?
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. I would text
1: so. him right now. Oh, <laughs>
0: okay, <go on. laughs> But um I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know hundred percent, uh, because things can change. But if he does show, I th- the I think like if he's in a jury, for instance, or if he's obviously if he's gonna be sitting in a chair or whatever, I don't know what capacity he's gonna be there. But with him on site. I think we'll be closer to the interpretation they'll want at worlds at least. So we'll, we'll take a look. Cause even if he's not like necessarily there in official capacity judging, um, mm-hmm. and he could, he'll be there and he'll definitely have immediate feedback. So okay. let's see, this will be interesting at the very least, like to your point, Heather, where it's like, I don't want no surprises for anybody it, when they go okay. to worlds, at least they'll find out. It'll make, like, listen, You know, and people could even ask, you know, be like, okay, look at, I just, I just made a world team. How did I look? And, and it's, it's Gaston. So you'll get, hopefully, you know, I don't know his availability. So we'll see.
1: see, Gaston always tells me I'm great regardless. (laughs) Like if he likes you, it might be like a little bit of like, tell me you're doing so good. No,
0: I'm not. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah, Don't surprise me later. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) so if anyone's listening and you are worried, don't put yourself in that gray zone where some people might say that it's depth and some people might say that it's not right. Make sure that like when you're squatting, don't squat borderline squat, actually to depth. Don't bench borderline or in that gray area.
0: What's that? (laughs) (laughs) or, or or at least on your opener.
2: Because at least, at least on your opener, make sure that you are not in a gray zone. You don't want to be in that area where there's where the subjectivity of refereeing comes into play. You want to be in the area where there are no surprises, or, or you know, good surprises only. And you want to make sure that you are not bombing because because of this rule change.
0: Well, here's the thing: because it's like, it is true. Yeah, yeah, go a little deeper than you think. But on the flip side, people are going to be vying for very close battles for national titles we like going a little deeper could mean five kilo off your bench, you know. So it's very like easier said than not. Same with squat, where it's like, like I don't gotta tell you, Heather. It's a, your battle is one of the better ones um, yeah. at PA. So it's like okay, but you're both kind of eyeing each other like, all right, we both gotta hit depth. We both need a fucking bench.
2: So, it's- but bombing well, means well, hundreds well, of I kilos. Really have
1: my long deadlift arms and my close grip. Like I don't really <laughs> have any issues on bench. But it's, you know, again, if somebody's going against me, I want them to be able to bring their best self, um, whatever that looks like for that day. And it's especially with this new role, let's talk about binge for a second, because it's just so hit or miss, like let's say you do miss your opener. No but God, can you imagine like, okay, what do I gotta do now? Like you're already gonna be stressed to the max. Yeah. And like you said, it's not as easy as just like, all right, let me narrow my stance some, because if that's not something you haven't been practicing, that could really, I mean, you could just be missing your second and third attempt because your body is just not built to handle that in that form.
0: Got so to go light for that. Effort.
1: I would, that's where all that dark humor would come in. And I would say things that probably got me in trouble.
0: <laughs> it's that's where you go light so that if it is light enough, that if you have to, like, change your freaking setup, mm-hmm. you might have to a little bit go light enough. To, at least, though, with PA Nats, we've gone through Canadian Nationals. Uh, we've gone through uh, – what else have we – we had the Iceland International Games. We've had, we've had like, obviously the American Bench Nats. So we have some data points. So it's not qu- – it's getting easier and easier anyways. I think people are adjusting, but we'll see. They're going to take oh. away so,
1: my by next. What's that? Sorry, i not going take away No, I no, that would be no. no. they are not gonna do it.
0: No, that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be absolutely fucking terrible if they did. That is uh, because when I think about like some of the biggest lifts, and a at 83 at the world championships when he did like he pulled. 847 pounds 345 85 kilos and like locked it out but it came out of his hands it was fucking crazy right. um it was still one of the most popular lifts of all the worlds like sumo's still entertaining you know what i mean it doesn't need don't mess around sumo's with hard. It. it's
2: I'm hard i'm pretty sure that both the heaviest deadlift and the men's and the women's and the ipf was conventional for both
1: oh yeah like if
2: people That's are talking fair. about sumo's easier than you would expect the best deadlifts to be sumo and they're not so you know yeah
0: Jess did the biggest women's and it was mm-hmm. conventional who did yeah. the biggest men's uh jank was it jank from turkey
2: i think it was jank at like was, was it like 399 or something like that it was
0: where he attempted the i think he attempted the world record a couple of times anyways the super heavyweights sometimes have a hard time with they pull conventional and jesus pulls conventional and he was I was about
1: to say jesus don't seem to have a hard time his deadlift is
0: yeah, he's conventional. Massive
1: for a super heavyweight.
0: Yeah, in in strongman, that's all they're allowed to do, and they're all massive men. Um, so yeah, you could pull conventional. It's not. Yeah, it is what it. Everybody's body types are all different. Uh, what what are you thinking? Are the biggest showdowns for PA Nets? Like, do you think it's it yeah. is? You think so? Yeah. It.
1: Yeah, like cool. you know, people are excited for that. I'm excited for that. Uh The 47s, I think, are exciting because you got to. Um, incredibly strong women, um, both strong in two special lifts. Like we got Jess, who's very, very strong in bench. And then you got me, who is very strong in the deadlift, which unfortunately, at the end of the day, I know exactly what I got to pull to win. Mm. So having that advantage rules, but at the same time, I think we both understand that we have to make our lifts because missing one lift could be detrimental you know, to a national title, but going, I do believe, and I've said it to you before that I do believe that two 47s will be invited to the world championship in Malta. Um, and if Tiff is still in the 47s when that time comes around, I think that would bring out a good show, but I don't know what the Canadian 47 lifter just did. Um, but I had never heard of her cause she was a junior lifter, but she seems relatively strong. So, I mean, there could be something really incredible happening in Malta this year. 52s. I don't really see a big show. I don't really see a big show besides like the 47s, maybe 57s, but I still think that Natalie Richards will take it. Um, The 52s could have had a show, but that one, I don't even want to get her name wrong. She just came out of nowhere.
0: Megan, chances, uh,
1: so yes. Just, yes. So there's two Megans, right? Or is it just? Um, I
0: have to pull this up, but there's so there's Megan Jamie. Uh, oh, Jamie.
1: I'm sorry. That's who I was thinking It was Megan. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Megan, she just came out of nowhere. And I do think that she's going to go ahead and take that national title um, and give Nomi maybe a run for her money come worlds. Again, super lightweight women. We'd like to see that. 57s, you got uh, Natalie Richards, who. And Chrissy, but I think Natalie Richards. She's just, she's Incredible. just strong. She's in her own little world. We're yeah. in Natalie's world. We're just living in it at this point. The fifty sevens, and then, um, you know, we we do have some people competing in the other weight classes. Unfortunately, with the Carpino score, um, that might affect some people. So. It's it's hard when Sheffield's right around the corner and those lifters that you typically would look forward to seeing won't be there. It's still what, gonna be fun though.
0: What do you think, Rory? What do you think the chances are in terms of with Carpinos involved for the American team? Like obviously Sheffield, Bonica, um, Amanda, and we have you know two forty seven second hit. We have. Chance's athlete, Megan, in the 52s. However, should be noted, she, she was competing previously as a 57, a late 57. So we'll see. Chance also said her body weight's on point. Her gym looks look good. But this is a bit of uncharted territory. What are your feelings, Rory, in terms of the American team? Have you looked at it?
2: I'm just pulling up the uh, nominations now. Okay, um, so I've j- just pulled this up here. Um, and I... Look, like d- difficulty of getting selected aside, I think the Carpino scoring probably gets a better team to to the world championships. And I think that ends up being better for powerlifting America as a whole, even if it does, might mean that individual athletes might miss out sometimes. And actually just recently, the New Zealand Powerlifting Federation has moved to using Carpino as well for their team selection. And when I say just recently, I mean like literally a week ago, this, this was announced. Um, so that's really exciting as well.
0: It's it's just it's tough because, yeah, you could be a national champion and not go forward. But it, the reason why this is needed is because of Sheffield's right around the corner, and it becomes some people got to divide their attention. Hopefully, you know, moving forward, we'll see what the schedules end up, and and people might be able to do both if they want to, if they need to. If it's uh, Heather, for yourself as an athlete, what kind of a turnaround do you think would be okay for you to do both if you? like eight weeks or are you like, no, 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 that's still too much
1: too it depends on the competition. Now, obviously we had a quick turnaround last year with PA Nats and world. So eight weeks definitely is doable. Um, but I mean that quick turnaround where it's like three and a half weeks and then you're having to go back right over here. That is pretty tough on the body, especially mm-hmm. if somebody's having to cut weight, I could see that being, you know, relatively hard because of course, like you want to celebrate after your win, you have a banquet to go to. Um, but you really can't like you to dial in right in training again and go right into another peak. So it's, you know, that kind of happened to me with world games. Like my body was just like enough you're done. Um, so like I had to call it at that moment because my health was just dwindling from that. Um, and our bodies can only take so much. But I would say like a good eight weeks is okay. Um, but I do feel that we do have to come to some sort of game plan to where the U.S. is not just back to back to back with these competitions. I don't think it's, I don't think it's essentially fair for us to put our bodies through that and then be expected to perform such a high standard.
0: And also you, you, even as like, like the athletes on that end, And then as the fans too, it's easier for the fans to understand anyone following, okay, how do you get to the world team? If it gets complicated every single year, like, okay, you won, but you nationals, but you're still not on the world team. Or like, am I watching when I'm watching nationals? I'm not watching the world team selection. Like, like it's, you don't want to, you don't want it too complicated. You want it to be more bing, bang, boom. So if you could like space it out and it's enough and you could be like, okay, everybody should have enough time to come to PA Nats. So PA Nats is where we're going to decide it, you know, what or I mean? like if it's yeah. far enough apart, that'd be the best possible scenario. I don't know in terms of the scheduling, what's, you know, I'm not putting these things together, so I'm not sure. But,
1: um, I know Taylor's competing at PA Nats and Sheffield.
0: So some people like him will be able to, because yeah. Taylor can show up win <laughs> PA Nats, you know what I mean? Hit a Carpino and be like, thank you very much. You got, you got a battle. You got pot, you got like two, sure. you and, um, and your com- opponent are both capable of a Carpino one. Jess can do a Carpino one. You could do Carpino one. So it's like super super duper tough. There's there's obviously in the '93s, Bryce and Chance also could do Carpino one and win as well on the men's side. And uh, I think the '66s, Jonathan and Brian can probably both hit a Carpino one. So there's there's a couple where it's like, yeah, we don't we can't take the foot off the gas. Whereas Taylor's like. Let me, yeah, you know.
1: the 93s, Um, that's super hit or miss because the 93 is such a stat class. And I do see a lot of people potentially reaching that Carpino from like first to fourth place. So it's like, you know, they do get first dibs if they win nationals and reach that Carpino. So you could see people like Jonathan or Chance not being invited to Worlds in Malta because these people – won their title and they met that Carpino score. I feel like the only reason they wouldn't go is uh dates didn't align with what they have going on or financial situation. But I think oh. the 93 class is going to look a lot different for the US this year.
0: That's where it's tough. Like so chance said he is he'll be at PA Nats, but um Jonathan won't. So Jonathan Chance can hit that Carpena one we know. We yeah. already know. So the likelihood of Jonathan Gavin going to worlds is greatly diminished once chance rose his hand and said, I'm going to PA Nats, I'm going to hit that Carpino one. And then Chase Bryce
1: knew. Chance that, knew that there was other people going to hit it. And he kind of wanted to take that away for them because obviously like he has goals that he already has plans for himself. So he knew like I have to do this to be able to go to national or to worlds. So he really didn't have a choice like a lot of other people. Like Amanda, she had a choice. Benika, she had a choice because there wasn't those head-to-head battles. But even if I would have got that invite to Sheffield, I still would have had to do nationals.
0: I was I was going to ask you, would you have – you would have done nationals anyways? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Like It all depends on the competition, right? Yeah. Like I do um, – back in like a few years ago, this would have been no big deal. But due to health reasons now, like it would have been really, really tough but I would have found some way to do it. So.
0: Why do you think there's the, the competition level in the 47s in particular, like in the lighter women's weight classes has exploded, like in the women's period for sure, but do you, or or maybe as, as just women's all all across because the super heavyweights are now we have Sonita and people popping up. Like, do you think, do you think the lighter weight classes have exploded 47s in particular? Do you think it's more an indication all of women's powerlifting has? What are your thoughts?
1: I, I think like you're just going to see an explosion of women in all of weight classes. Like you're going to see, and I said it back in 2019, um, when we were, you know, starting to do our SBD Sheffield interviews that weren't posted about. And one of the main questions was, you know, what did I see Sheffield do? And I was like, it's going to be, bring everybody out the woods because Sheffield is, you know, very publicized and people you know especially with all these social media influencers they're making powerlifting very mainstream on social media so a lot more people are starting to get involved in the sport and a lot more people are you know they could be heavier but once they start getting that routine they could be cutting that weight i know jessica has competed at a 57 i know that she's competed at a 52 so she right now is comfortable as a 47 and she's strong and regardless. Right. So I think because of how mainstream it's become on like TikTok, Instagram, everything like that, you are going to start seeing a lot more women getting more comfortable in the gym and saying, you know what, I want to do that. And then you're going to find somebody that's going to give Benika and Amanda a run for their money. Like I'm starting to see. So it's just a matter of time.
0: And um, it, okay. So this, this it's interesting. And I agree because like for, I just had on um, joy on Instagram, she's Joy Joy Fitness, and she's had fucking she has a million followers on TikTok. Yeah, in in the summertime, she had fifty thousand. Right. So she's gained almost a million since then. Her Instagram is like blowing up. It's 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 insane the type of tra- like I remember telling Gavin, hey, do you remember Junior Worlds? Because he's commentating with me. That girl I told you was also on TikTok, and he goes, yeah, and I go, she's at seven hundred fifty thousand followers now dude, she's lapped you in, in gaining. And he's like, holy shit. Cause Gavin's like the TikTok guy. And then, and then when I had her on the podcast, she goes, yeah, I can't believe I'm at like 900,000. I go not, uh, I thought 750. I checked. It was a week, a week. I checked. And that's the
1: thing. Like she's so popular on these social media platforms that the younger female generation is going to see that and be like, you know what? That's motivational. That's inspiring. I want to be like her. And that's when you got, all these 20 year olds coming after a 31 year old 47. (laughs) See, see, you got the younger generation. They're young. They're in college. They're eating ramen noodles. They're weighing a hundred coming (laughs) after me. But, you know, ideally once they get older, if they do want to gain that more strength, they're probably going to have to go up a weight class. Right. And (laughs) so it's, eventually if they do want to put on that size, if they do want to put on that total, they're just going to, have to end up going up. And that's when you'll start seeing all these women go into different weight classes. Like, Hey, I look good as a 72. Now I'm going to compete here. You know what I mean? So, um, I look forward to situations like that. I, I told Pete, they're like, well, are you, you know, worried? I was like, what would I be worried about? Like I've been waiting for this for a long time. Like it's it's tiresome going against yourself essentially. Like, why would you not want somebody equally as strong pushing you to your limits? Like, this is uh, exciting for me.
0: <laughs> I, I got a couple of questions of that, and 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 uh, so that's interesting. Like your athlete the athlete's mentality of yeah. we're here for competition. I've I've I pushed myself. Here's well a couple of things. First, you've obviously already established. I remember when I had on Pena and Turbo Tiff and Leah, and they were all like heather's the 47 goat though like she's still the goat like it is what it is so you're established you don't need to prove yourself in terms of, like you're you want to continue to add on to the resume mm-hmm. but if they've all stopped now it's not like it's like oh i never panned out no you've already like won world titles broken world records so it's like icing on the cake now do you feel like um do you feel that way where it's like look at when i show up is Do you feel like there's pressure the same as it used to be? Or now that you've won so many titles, broken world records, and you've laid your place in history has already been made. If it all ends today, you can look back when someone's like, were you successful? By all accounts, you were successful. Right. Or do you feel, does that take off pressure? Do you be like, nah, but when I show up, people like the 47 kilo goats here. So you you feel pressure to, you know, live up to this legend. Like, what, what do you yeah.
1: I stopped people pleasing a long time ago and now like I'm the one that's applying pressure to people. Like you're going after me. Let's, let's be honest. I'm not chasing you. Like you are who wants to be Heather Connor. Like you're putting pressure on yourself and me being the competitor I am. I'm going just to apply a little bit more. Like that's what I do. I get in your head and to make sure that not only are you physically strong, but are you mentally strong as well? Because if your mental game is off, physically, you might not perform as well. And, you know, as a very veteran athlete at this point in this sport, it's very hard to put that pressure on me. Because, again, I have literally nothing to prove. I'm still doing things that most women have not done yet. Um, and, you know, that's what I had to tell myself when I essentially pulled out of world games and I was sad about it. Um, and I put, that's the only person that's putting pressure on anybody is myself. And I had to come to terms with, no, this is what's best for me. I can't really be thinking about what anybody else thinks in this moment. Um, and before that would have really just hurt my mentality because I did always put that pressure on myself. Like I have to do this or people are going to get mad at me. But again, like I've reached a point where I'm okay with everything that I've done. So at this point, I just go and do what I can. And if people don't like it, they don't like it, but I showed up and I did my best. (laughs) So it's, if you think that you can apply pressure to me, or you think you can get in my head, like I told my mom this the other day, like people forget, like I'm mentally ill. So <laughs> it's no way, no way you get in mind. like, no.
0: Does it, does it help? Like if someone's trying to get in your head to be like, you can't expose me, I'm already proven. Like you yeah. can't undo what I've already, I've, you can't take away the titles I've already won. Like yeah. what, what's going to happen to me? I could stop now and I'm good. You can't, take anything from me now right like it's almost like fuck it let's go whereas someone else who hasn't yet it's like you're still fighting to get where i am
1: yeah you know so it's
0: the pressure's on you
1: yeah the pressure's not on me i've done everything i needed to do like at this point it's just adding to my resume so you're trying to get to where i'm at now that pressure's on you not me
0: you're you're in an enviable position and this happens in sports where it's like you look ahead and you're like look at over the next four years if I win one more world title, people are going to lose their mind. Be like, holy fuck, Heather came back and won it again. She took it back. And you know what I mean? Where you're like, I just keep showing up and I get through and it's a fucking feel good story. The comeback, the whatever the shit, whereas someone else is like, in the in the future, if you haven't won any titles, you're like, fucking it's, it's daunting. Like it's uh, it, I think about this sometimes when it comes to like the, the mentality side and the pressures that we put on, on ourselves to perform and and you, chose and a lot of women it appears have chosen going the ipf route and i was going to ask you about that i don't think i've had you on since you've gone the ipf route um what went into your decision of that and why do you think so many of the women have decided to go the ipf route because it's rather stacked and you might have gone a different route and some of these other women might have gone a different route and avoided some of these international lifters but obviously like you said your mentality you're not avoiding Challenges, right? That's yeah. but uh. So what went into what went to you? Your no, I'm going this route.
1: Well, so when the whole thing happened with the US APL and the IPF, like I had already gotten all my paper. Like it was last second that most of us found out about the Virgin, like we could get on the Virgin Island teams. So that was like, hey, cool. Thanks for letting me know last second all about this. Because, <laughs> you know, some people got on just like that. So when all that happened, um, I decided to get all my paperwork together to join the German national team. But it wasn't as easy as it would be joining the U.S. Virgin Islands. Like with the U.S. Virgin Islands here, I, I you can just go in if you're a USA citizen, right? But, you know, with having dual citizenship with... Dual citizenship with my dad being from Germany. Um, I had to provide all the proper paperwork. I had to show birth certificates, like everything like that, while also being part of a club for six months, which I did as well. Um, so I was getting all my ducks in a row before I even found out about Powerlifting America, right? And so Powerlifting America came around. And at this point, like I still couldn't be part of the German National Federation. Um, because you had to be like away from another, uh, country for like six months, essentially before they could say, okay, we can start putting you on this team. Like they did, they have way strict guidelines to be just switching over like that. Um, so again, a little bit more difficult than the Virgin islands, but one that I was willing to do since I wasn't going to worlds anyways. So I expected by the time that German nationals came around, I'd be good. Um, which had all those conversations, everything like that. They're like, would you be willing to come over here and do a qualifier? I'm like, yeah, I would. So, you know, I still had goals that I wanted to reach. I mean, I still had a, um, a deadlift from like 2008, 17, 18, that was a world record that I knew could be broken and I just never had those opportunities to do it. So I wanted to be able to break it. Right. Like I had Mm. these goals, switching over to the IPF was like super easy for me. As far as when it comes to like other women, um, I do feel that they just don't have the same kind of competition that they will on that international platform. I know USA powerlifting is international per se, but but I mean, I have my own viewpoints on that. I'll save it for another day. But (laughs) if people want the real competition, they know where to find it. And I mean, if I was in a higher weight class, I would be thrilled to go against Leah or Jessica or, you know, Amanda or Bernika, you want to go against the best. And it was unfortunate seeing some people that could do so well, like just setting themselves to the side because they just, they didn't want that competition. And Natalie Richards can. Like, you know, she can come at me and say like, oh, you got that story a little bit wrong. And I'll definitely take that. But from what I was told, um, her old coach wanted her to stay USAPL. And I always thought that was very weird because though I don't know Natalie personally, I don't have conversations with her like that. I did know her potential. And so it kind of made me look down at her a little bit because I'm like, why would, why would you do this? You have all the potential in the world to literally be the greatest in the world. You go set it right now and you're selling yourself short, or you're allowing somebody to sell yourself short. So when people would bring it up to me, they're like, well, what do you think Natalie should do? I said, she should probably get a different coach because in the back of my mind, I felt like if she stayed USAPL and she won title after title after title, it was only because she didn't have that appropriate competition which essentially was okay. It makes, it makes your coach kind of look good. Like, Oh, I put this athlete through all these national championships, but then it just stops there. Like you don't go any farther than that. So why would you not want better?
0: I, I, I had a uh, Natalie on the podcast and um, I told her like hats off. I'd said it in like DMs too. when when I found out that she was coming over, but I said, hats off to you. Cause first off, in USAPL, there's nobody that can match you in your weight class. Nobody okay. like Joy Nemani and Jad Jackup. Joey is is 495 kilos international competition, and Jad Jackup 495.5 kilos international competition. And Jad is like, as Sheffield, you can expect me to go over 500 kilos. And so for natalie who's 501 just a stitch Mm -hmm. over 57 kilos she weighed a stitch over 57 kilos but um they're all right there like these are ladies that like and and you give a couple calls to jad at europeans and she was over 500 kilos um and a couple calls that were somewhat controversial so i told natalie i'm like you know you're these women like you could have stayed USAPL and all your friends and family would not have known that there's someone else out there. They would have no idea there's someone else out there. If you stayed in that vacuum of just, you know, like, because we're still kind of a niche sport and she's like, yeah, but if I think there's someone else out there and Joey, Joey and Jad, it's undisputable. They're waiting for me. She's fucking going out there.
1: If you know, I she... think somebody's out there, girl, open your eyes.
0: Yeah. Borrow
1: <laughs> my glasses? You know, you see it. But you just got people in your ear feeding you the wrong information. You, you ain't surrounded by the right people. You're surrounded by people that don't want to see you grow. I don't care if somebody's in my weight class and is going to beat me by 50 freaking kilos. You better come on against me. Like, why would you sell yourself short when you got so many opportunities? She, I'm telling you, like, you got to have the right people in your circle because some people, they, They use you just to make themselves look good. And I feel like that was the situation for her. So when she like dipped down on this coach, I was like, she about to take off for real. And so look at her. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I just want everybody to be great. Like, and it's kind of disappointing when you just sit there and let others be great when you know that could be you. Like she could have already won a world championship but we are presented with choices in life and you know, she made hers and I'm glad that she has made this switch. So,
0: Go ahead, Rory. You're going to say something,
2: sir. Uh, If you're in the wrong echo chamber, it can be really hard to see outside of that. Like if you, if you're only looking at what's happening in the United States, if you're only looking at what's happening in the USAPL, it can feel like that's, that's the pond. Um, and you really have to, if, if that's the echo chamber that you're in, and I'm not sure if that's the case in this case or not, um, but then you, you really have to deliberately step outside that and go, Hey, what's happening outside of this? Like what is going on? in set the 57 kilo class outside of the USAPL. And there's uh, joy and Bobby butters and Evie Corrigan. And like the list at Maria T and like the list is just going and going and going. Right.
1: That's what I mean. Like, what do you mean? You didn't know there was somebody out there. Girl, talk to me. I'll tell you
2: who's out there.
1: <laughs> like, come here. Sit, sit right by me. I'll open your eyes to who's out there.
0: <laughs> well, she's here now, and and hats off to her. Like, she's um, I said, I'm like, I said exactly that to her, and she's like, look at, I'm I'm both excited and nervous at the same time, and I'm like, you that's. That's exact, and that's that's exactly where you want to be. That's exactly what I said to yeah. Heather. Is like you should be when you make a big decision. You should be both scared and excited at the same time. That means you're making the good decisions that in life in general. Yeah. If it's like if it doesn't scare you and excite you at the same time, like oh shit! Now, now this it's is
1: big. Not like she's going against somebody a hundred kilos behind her anymore. She's putting herself in a position to where she's going against people that are like it's going to come down to a final lift and who's got it. Like that's, those are the battles you want to see. That's what makes it exciting. You're over here in boring land. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. This is what we want to see.
0: And head to head, not a calculator, kilos, head to head, kilos, you know what I mean? We're they're in the same weight class. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, I was also going to, um, you were saying about how TikTok and like, et cetera, is bringing people in and some people are like anti. You TikTok auntie, but I, even I feel like the younger generation that is using these tools. This is what happens. Like when you get older, sometimes you start being like, "Oh, that's stupid. This is silly." But that's what the older generations always do to the younger generations. Every generation, it just is. The, I don't get it. But that is like literally an age old tale, right? um But I, I, I do agree. We're like look at tiktok started off with dances and all that shit it's not that anymore you know it's more than just that now and um i don't know i do do agree that like these people these young people who are doing these creative videos and piecing it together and and putting casting a net of a fucking joy is 18 years old and now can reach a million people a million and if she gets a small percentage of those people to try powerlifting be like, Oh fuck. That's that. That's a cool story. Right. Oh damn. That looks cool. That looks fun. That is how women's powerlifting on the women's side, it, the casting call for talent grew in, in on the men's side as well. But uh, on the women's it's really, it's, it's grown huge. And um, I don't see the tip, the pushback for TikTok or this kind of, I, I don't see it. Let
1: them, Women let ain't them all live- treadmills anymore you know, we're not on the Stairmaster all day now trying to grow a, a big booty. Like we want to squat. We want to bench. We want to deadlift. And we, again, like, you know um, now there are the cringe people on TikTok. And fortunately for me, my TikTok is mostly animals. Um, yeah. And sometimes I end up on prison TikTok, which anyways, like I don't even What's know to say I mean, these guys are in prison. They got phones and they're doing their little dance dances. And I'm like, where'd you get a phone from? How'd you connect to the internet? It's all bizarre to me, but I stay on there and I'm super fascinated. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like, so joy is bringing her page to where a lot of younger women or even older women can see it because you never know what part of somebody else's journey you're coming into. And you posting like benching 240 pounds, 17 years old, like it's pretty iconic, you know, Hey, maybe I can do that, you know, but you won't know unless you go to the gym and then they just get super invested in it. And then they're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get into my first competition. I see it at my gym all the time. Like the women are older, but they decide they made that decision one day, to come in the gym and they are just all in it right now. They are all in it. And lucky for me, I'm there at seven in the morning dealing with them. So. <laughs> I mean, you got the young generation, you got the old generation, but women, they are, they're what's carrying this sport. I believe right now.
0: It's, it's okay. A couple, a couple of things. And Rory, you could jump in whenever you want. I know I fucking talk like a motherfucker. Um, feel free to like raise a hand and be like, okay, I'll back off. Um, Do you want to go in? No,
2: no, no. no. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) I was, I I just, a couple things. Um, a, to your point in terms of sports, powerlifting is like, like you have like, like basketball and, and WNBA, NBA, but powerlifting is unique in that it's like the UFC where women's, um, UFC stars have like phenomenal matches. Uh, they sell pay-per-views. The men support the women's fights and, and the women's like, it's not like a league cause the same league, but you know what I mean? Like the men will yeah. support just like powerlifting is like that. We're like the men will support that division and be all in on the battles in, in the whole nine. So that's, that's unique to not all sports and powerlifting has that, which is great. So it's not just dependent, but then on top of that, um, I don't know if you had heard, I had, women on from Asia Kenan and uh Esther and mm-hmm. we were talking about did you hear that episode by chance weird I was asking
1: to me yeah okay so I thought <laughs> it was
0: pretty cool how like I asked them who do you guys look up to and they're like Heather Connor and I was and they, I was like really because it's the way they describe women over there like mm-hmm. shy meek they said if someone like compliments you you go no no no, no. You you put no 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 I'm you 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 blower yourself, and like they said, what they found appealing about you was like like when you like remember the videos from 2019 where you pound your chest after the last delafu yell and like um and just when you hit the when you hit the platform like ah and you're like you know like every you know those videos they were iconic. Now what was like to hear that? What was like (laughs) to hear that? Women across across the world.
1: Well, so if we take it back to before worlds in Colleen, Texas, I was actually speaking to Ben over SVD, like Pete wasn't even somebody I knew at this point. So I was speaking directly to Ben and he would tell me, he's like, you know what, Heather, we are not used to seeing somebody female wise as, um, energetic as you on the platform. Cause normally you would see women go out there, they would lift and then they would just do like maybe a clap and then they'd get off. But me, like I would bring such energy out on the platform and I just thought that was normal because that's how I was in all my sports. Um, And then being like one of the first female lifters to start lifting with the hair down, doing the hair flip and everything, like it just... Um yeah, like you can look back at those videos and be like, wow, like she's doing something. Like this gets me amped up. She just slapped herself walking out onto the platform. I know they just told these lifters not to do that. And here she is doing it. That was my bad. But it made for a really cool video, right? And you want to see that, you know, emotion come from people. I I think that's what I like most about powerlifting is when those emotions are captured. You know, sometimes you do have to, you know, say some things to yourself. Sometimes you do have to yell at the bar. Sometimes you do have to headbang it, which I don't want you to do that. But if that's what you do, that's also cool. Um, But to know that I'm making that kind of impact from women, like in different countries, that's pretty amazing to think about, to say the least, especially because they are shyer individuals. So if they go out there and start doing them, probably just going to take credit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, i
0: remember even more than just that but i remember like on podcasts like on mm-hmm. kotl podcast i remember like you were i'm sure other women were confident too but you were like i a, a fucking line that stood out for me that was like a killer line i asked you at the end of a podcast i said um what is your message to the other 47s of the world and you said i can't wait to see who comes in second I did. That was I I was and I was like, oh shit, that was a killer line. And it's like, um, it's not like a personal whatever. It's like, no, no, this is me exuding confidence. This is how I like to, this is how I run my shit. And for all, like some women who are from cultures that it's you're not supposed to be bravado, and not supposed to, you're supposed to make yourself smaller, not bigger, supposed to take up less space, not more space. Supposed to they're like. Fuck, that's how I want to carry myself. they be they been small like, yeah. my whole
1: life. And that's what people don't understand. I've been small my whole life. And because I've been a smaller female with, you know, scoliosis or everything like that, like it was always like, well, do we want Heather out here? Can this like hurt her? And I remember being on teens where they took my size as like, they saw it as a disadvantage where I would then tell them like, no, like this is what I can offer you. And some coaches, unfortunately, just couldn't see the bigger picture like I could. And maybe that wasn't for them to see the bigger picture as long as I understood what it looked like. Um, And to this day, like I've had some of those coaches reach back out to me and just tell me like how proud they are of me. And I just want to look at them and be like, remember when I was trying to tell you that there was something you weren't seeing? Um, But, you know, it's all about perspective, right? And I was like, well, in this sport, like I'm small, you may not be able to see me, but you're definitely going to hear me. You're going to know I'm coming. Like I'm going to be as loud as I want to be like people that's going, they know I'm coming. I don't got to say, I don't have to post on social media. I don't need y'all to see what I'm doing, but you know, I'm going to be there and you know, it's going to be something, you know, I'm not showing up with nothing. (laughs) Uh, you know that that's you just really losing if you think that's the case i always show up with something and you know i have been more busier with like clientele going up starting a business and just really trying to do all the right things that you know, posting has been like hit or miss for me. But with bench, like you did say like, you know, she's been posting a lot of bench videos, but dang, can I be proud of my bench for a second?
0: The, your bench is looking good. <laughs> in under the new rules. It's been
1: roof. super consistent. It's been so consistent that I'm ready to like, kind of mess it up at nationals. It's like my favorite thing. Like I can have this great training cycle. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll be like, you know what? Let's just stick with the bare minimum. Everybody's looking at me like, why? Yeah.
2: Does it go the other way too? Like you do uh, have a trash training cycle for something and they just like blow it out of the water when you get to competition.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, with this injured hip, um, that's, that's what I'm betting on right now. It's not Mm injured.
2: Don't start that rumor. (laughs)
0: but uh i was gonna say something too um oh no to your point rory sam calhoun said one time leading into a competition she's like i swear to god every max lift i did leading into this was like i forget what the percentage was but it's so much further down than what she put on the platform and she was like did not expect that myself like sometimes you can kind of surprise yourself when you hit the platform like fuck i don't know i'm 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 going to have to push, but, and then it's there when you need it. And on the flip side happens too.
1: Well, I kind of did that going into this training cycle. Like the other day when I deadlifted, I could have easily did more than 180 kilos, but I told myself "Eh, you don't need to, because the strength is always going to be there. Like I could go like three weeks without lifting. And all of a sudden I'm still deadlifting 200 kilos. Like,
0: it's old reliable for you, huh? It is. It is.
1: Same thing with squats. Like I remember I came off a cruise where I was subjected to dumbbells, which trying to do any kind of like goblet squat or anything with that boat is trying to make up on time, I guess like it was speeding that day. And I remember I fell over with a dumbbell in my hand. And I know that instructor probably thought that I've never lifted a day in my life. And, um, I probably really made him feel that way when I put that dumbbell up and I left and got ice cream, because <laughs> <was very> embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, you it, do cruises rock around like that.
1: So they have, um, I can't speak for every cruise, but there was two times where I guess they were behind on time. So they sped up some and, um, this past one, they were going probably significantly faster the wind was blowing and I remember the restaurant I was going to was on the top of the boat. And I was like, this is it. This is it. I'm about to, I'm out. My See? dress was flying up. I was probably like, "What? like Marilyn happened. Monroe, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Marilyn Monroe.
1: Yeah. It was a white dress and everything.
0: No! It was
1: like flying up and I was like, whatever. And I went into the bathroom to like fix myself and ended up giving my lipstick to a crew member. Cause she what? said like this, <laughs>
0: this is crazy i didn't know it was like i get motion sickness like sometimes in a freaking car i would have been a disaster and people tell me in a cruise it's not that bad because they have the technology and this is probably something rory knows because rory
1: they lie to
0: it. you this, this <laughs> is it because don't they have like the boat for anyone listening the boat and then it sits inside and the technology is it's like floating as well some so they move
2: I mean, it, de- it depends a lot, right? Like they have got yeah. things that damp the movement, but it depends very much on the size of the boat and also the, like the weather conditions. Like you can, at- I'm going to use that word again. You can attenuate the, uh, the motion of the boat, but getting rid of it completely. Like it's, uh, it's floating on a body of water. It's not a completely yeah, balanced just, object. Just like it's not going to be me. perfect.
1: Germamine is where you go. And then, but if you're anything like me, um, you'll get sick anyways, because they'll accidentally give you beef broth in your soup when they know that you're super allergic to beef. And then you'll have to like stab yourself with the EpiPen and then you're just knocked out for like three hours. What a great time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm afraid of of uh, going on a cruise, getting sick, and not being able to get off.
1: But you know what? I did not let them know that I was having an allergic reaction because I got so anxious, and I didn't want them to feel bad. So, like, I'm literally going into like anaphylactic shock. I can't breathe. Jesus. And the lady's like, "Is everything okay?" I was like, "Yeah."
0: That's taking polite to another level.
1: And I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I'm leaving because I had somebody go get my epipen because, of course, of all times, I didn't bring it with me. And I'm fuck. It- you didn't have your epipen. I have, yeah, I have EpiPens.
0: No, but you, did you have it at? You didn't have it at the time. It was in the
1: room. I didn't take it to lunch with me that day. Okay. And that soup—it was pretty darn good. I know why now. To die for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to die for. Some might say.
1: Yeah. So like she. I was like, you know that dessert I ordered? I actually don't want it. I just, I'm feeling so tired. And she was like, ma'am, like, are you? Cause like, yeah, I'm so fine. And I got like halfway to my room and that's when I saw my medical bag being brought to me and I had to get like an EpiPen. man. And then
2: like, I Hannah's going to leave a legacy, right? She's going to win a bunch of world championships and then die on a cruise somewhere. like fly overboard or it's something she's allergic to.
1: Well, you know what? I came back that night with a bang. And then the guy was like, "Have we been just of great services?" Like, absolutely. I won't go let him down like that. Tell him uh, what happened at lunch.
0: How? Um. At this point, and I, I, I got about like fifteen minutes left, so I want to get a couple more of these out. Um. At this point, because you are so accomplished, what are the check marks you have left? We've talked about, like, like Turbo Tiff has talked about, like, um, she's already floated up a weight class here and there, and. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on the podcast talking about how like the more she lifts more muscle mass you put on the more you she's right it's coming it's coming about leaving but you're very comfortable you're you're a lifetime 47 you don't you ever see yourself leaving 47s to just you know be like let me see what the shit happens or are you like no i'm a 47 through and through
1: i'm just here like i'm 31 years old you know so like at this point i'm like this is it this is my class and You know, it's, it's a very comfortable class for me. Like I do work with Kedrick with performance training and he does help me with my nutrition and get me up there. But even then, like the highest I've been is like 47 and a half because I just, I dropped that weight so quickly. Um, so to be like a good 52, it would take some time. And I mean, again, like I'm at a different stage than these other women who are significantly younger than me to where tip. She's like, what, 20 years old. So she has that time to adequately build that muscle and then just say, you know what, I'm going to dominate the 52 kilo class. And that's why I was kind of saying. Like as these younger women continue the sport, they are going to gain that muscle mass and have to come to that decision. Like, well, do I want to stay in this lighter weight class? Or do I want to go to this upper weight class where I am significantly stronger? Right. So as a committed 47, I do think I am one of the strongest in this class, respectfully, and will continue to be. But as far as like staying classic, probably won't happen. Um, I think after winning another world championship, i be like, all right, let's go equip real quick since I didn't get that opportunity and just see what I can do there.
0: What are your thoughts? I want to play the name game too, um, where I say a name and you give me... You can give me one word, two words, or whatever. We always say give a couple words, but sometimes people end up going at the stories and shit. All
1: right, let me just.
0: Or you could say no comment <laughs> if you don't want to as well. You could always say no comment. I've had a couple of those are like, no comment, not touching. It. But um, uh, was it? Oh, what were your thoughts on, I heard, if the World Games goes classic, would that entice you to stay classic for 2025? Is that into, because, yeah. yeah, okay, I thought so. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. right? That's, 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 that's well, that was
1: my goal for equip. I didn't get, I had to, again, again, unfortunately take that, you know, uh, competition away from me, but I can always bring it back, you know, now if it's classic or equip, whatever, but I'm still going to do it regardless.
0: Yeah. So essentially it's the world games experience with like multi-sport athlete compound. It feels like the Olympics and that's, That's,
1: uh, I've reached the highest point,
0: right? So That's, so that's one checkbox that you would like. yeah, fair enough. um and that's twenty twenty five so we'll have to see man like the landscape in the forty sevens could be totally different by then but mm. but you are like old reliable as well. I'm gonna be let me take yeah. out old. let me take out old you're reliable <laughs> in terms of forty sevens. if you're old, I'm ancient so don't worry. um okay we'll we'll do we'll do some name game name associations Rory if you have any that you want to say as well after I do a few um feel free. okay we'll do we'll do it it'll be easy not controversial um an easy one uh turbo
1: tiff good potential 52 kilo world champion
0: it got better and better as you went um noemi
1: albert second place
0: Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Behind no. the
0: yes, right. Well, that's true. 2019. Um J- Jessica Espinol.
1: Potential. I wish she would have did juniors so she could build her resume some more, but I think she's gonna be very successful in the open top three. World record bench for sure.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I will have to see how the, the bench rules in the whole nine. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um,
1: Taylor Atwood. I mean, he's the king of the sport, right? <laughs> You're king of the lifts, He's king of the sport. That's
0: right. I, know, I know he's going to like that one. <laughs> um, Every time you-
1: I think about Taylor, I think about Owen, his son though. So that's the first thing that really came to mind was Owen. He's so precious.
0: And you and Taylor kind of came in at the same time. You're from the same era and are both still here. Like it's, there's a uh, something about that as well. Yeah. where you, you guys came up together in the same period. I remember actually talking about Taylor when we were in fucking Belarus airport. I shit mm-hmm. you not talking about like whatever the whole us team, um, Russell or he?
1: I just love him. Great guy. He is definitely an influence in the sport.
0: Um, Here's you one know, six pack lap of that bad journalism. <laughs> you go little, little shoddy on his but research. Takes accountability. On his research.
1: So, bad journalism yep. takes accountability and does apologize when he's wrong.
0: I called you, yeah. We called each other, let it be known. And I was like, Do you want to call? And uh, exactly, take account. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it because um we
1: love an accountability king. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a little labor than kicking a list, but it's a. Uh, but you know yeah. what? On on a for real, like um, I feel like the older you I get, the better communicator I am. Like like younger version of me was that was like, I was not a great communicator with, and I've gotten so much better. And like, it is true. One thing that I've learned is like accountability is huge and fucking talk to somebody. We are, yeah. but, but anyways, not to make it all about myself. But I've gotten better and better myself. Um, Rory, do you have any you want to throw in there?
2: I'll throw a couple in. Um, Chen Wei Ling,
1: my first person I analyzed I always really, yeah, always. And when I unofficially took her world record total, longest standing record there was, mm-hmm. I felt like the most prideful person in the entire world. And that's the reason why I wanted to go equipped. She's the wow. reason I'm to go equipped. Cause I'm like I'm gonna catch her one day, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's. I mean, never got the chance to meet her, but phenomenal, lifter. her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very good. Uh, Delaney Wallace.
1: <sighs> Just love him too, even though he left me at the airport. Um, <laughs> in South Africa, like love him to death. Love his little little dance moves he's got going on before he hits the platform. Yeah.
0: Let me say something about the lady real quick. The lady um, is a, one of the nicest fucking guys in terms of besides leaving at the airport, but besides uh, he's such a fucking sweetheart of a guy. If you yes. meet him in real life, it's crazy how nice he is. I met his parents in South Africa. Crazy how nice they are. So then you're like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, and the guy can fucking dance. You see him doing his salsa. It, 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 he could fucking sing. Have you guys heard him sing? And it's like,
1: why don't I beam him directly after this and be like, let me hear you sing? sing oh,
2: right I'm, I'm a... messaging him right now, like as we speak. I'm telling you, um, it's on his
0: Instagram. I don't know how far back you got to scroll, but he, in a studio, full on singing, the voice of an angel. This guy is Mr. Watch Your Girl, but he would never take your girl from you because he's. <laughs> that too is old.
1: Rory. If, don't. don't, oh, see
0: don't what? See, like that. Rory, I'll take it. I'll take it.
2: <laughs> Just throw me under the bus, Heather. <laughs> But
0: the lady is too nice of a guy to take your girl. But in terms of like, he's such a nice guy. But anyway, sorry, Rory. Keep going. If you have any more, you want to.
2: No, I'm done.
1: No, I nominate Rory, who I did say was my man. That's not my man, and convinced Ryan that you would come on here for me.
0: Yeah, we we, we came through. Um, she's she's bumping you up. You missed to watch your girl over. So that there's your new nickname, Playboy.
1: Yeah, he he's yeah. Playboy
2: i don't know what look you're talking his, about
1: look at his smile he's like yeah that's me, yeah.
0: That's me. <laughs> well listen um thank you for coming on as usual heather it's been fucking years they'd be coming on kotl now um you're i can't even remember the first time we would have had you on but it's got to be it, it's been it's been some time we're gonna see each other again in austin uh Next
1: what's yeah fuck, I'm, okay, so I'm gonna see you definitely. I gotta hit up Gaston and be like, "Where are you at?"
0: Uh, yeah. So let us let, see. I'm pretty freaking sure he's Rory's
2: coming.
1: Gonna be there.
2: It's uh Rory's I'm gonna, gonna, gonna be there. Can you fly it. fly me in, here there and I will I will be there.
1: You hear that, Ryan? I told nope. you. Is that me he was talking to? Because I don't know what's. <laughs> well, I'm flying in now.
0: <laughs> you gotta talk to SPD to maybe uh, I'll do commentating. I don't know. Would you fly me in for that? <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, and um, if everything goes as planned, Malta, and if they send two forty sevens, the that would probably that's the most stacked we've ever seen the forty seven kilo category. If it like there's a lot of shit that's got to happen before Malta, but. That would be... I'll hint
1: this. I'm going to be at Malta regardless.
0: Are you? Why is that? Are you? What are you doing? Can you say?
1: I'll tell you in Texas.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> next time. <laughs> okay. We got to. Yeah. We got to leave a little meat on the bone for next time. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, is there anybody you want to thank before we let you go?
1: Um. Well, I want to thank my cats for not busting open my door. Um, because he has a laser on his collar now, and he is a psycho um he was trying to get in so i'm glad that didn't happen um obviously i want to thank my coaches sbd for always making you know me lifting possible kedrick from reformance training and reformance training for being great coaches so thanks for, for waking up at 5 45 to i know you had like coaches and whatever competing but i know it was for me so <laughs>
0: Fucking sure shit wasn't for me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but all right. Well, listen, everybody. We're whatever platform you're listening on. Please do subscribe, give us high ratings as per usual, and if you want to tag us, um go ahead and we'll retag. Until next time, six pack lapidat, six up, and we are out.